WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to Warning Track, the student voice of Michigan State Baseball, bringing you news, analysis, updates, and much more for the Spartans. Welcome into the Warning Track podcast, the one and only podcast covering MSU baseball exclusively, episode five of the 2019 season on a different day. We are usually here in beautiful Studio H at the Impact Studios on Wednesday nights, but it is Thursday afternoon. What was the meaning of that, gentlemen? Uh, you. Me? It was strictly you. Blame Mother Nature. Last night, of course, the Michigan State Spartans emerging victorious 5-3 to three over the Eastern Michigan Eagles, but there was a 95-minute rain delay. We were supposed to get that podcast in after the game, but I left McLean Stadium at about 11.35. It was a little too late at night to podcast. Yes, so we had the, the podcast was also postponed due to rain, but these two gentlemen are not happy. We're all thrown off our mojo today. Going to make Kyle late for class here. Yeah, and we're student journalists here at Impact. Yes, emphasis on the students. We, we, we came here to play school. Shout out Cardale Jones for that one. Class but he's got, he's got a class in 30 minutes, so we're going to... Swing right through our podcast today. Four games to cover. Looking forward to covering all those games here in this podcast today, starting with a weekend series last weekend against Rutgers, and then following that one game against Eastern that we already mentioned, MSU won yesterday. But before we delve into the action, I know where Kyle's got to get to class because we do play school. But how are we doing today on another rainy day in East Lansing? I'm very happy with uh, the weather we got today. I mean, it's it's, it's a little drab. wet, but it is it's warm. Yeah, it I is mean, this warm. is the first day probably since October that I haven't worn a coat outside. I think it said like 59 degrees. I mean, that's 61. not terrible. Snapchat, 61. Snapchat wow. filter had it at 64 earlier as that's I was walking reliable. over here. That's promising. I don't like rain, but warm weather will always be welcome. The weather wasn't. I'll tell you what it. It was coming down hard yesterday at that at that baseball game. It was it was raining really hard. AccuWeather says sixty three. Oh boy, yeah. As I look over to the to weather, the, other side the weather of the desk, on my iPhone says sixty five. So don't trust Kyle. Let's compromise. Yeah. I don't know the weather channel sixty four. Like I said earlier, the Weather Channel app is is better in my opinion. I don't like iPhone weather. iPhone weather always seems to be off for me. Oh no, my podcast mates. Alex McRae strongly disagrees. He's a big defender of iPhone weather, I suppose. But this is not an iPhone weather podcast. This is a Michigan State baseball podcast, and we're going to get started. Last Friday, the Michigan State Spartans opening up a three-game weekend series in Piscataway, New Jersey against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. The Knights would take game one, four to two. They pounded out eight hits to the Spartans, seven. Harry Rakowski picked up the win for them, improving to one and three. Mason Erla took the loss for the Spartans. He now slides to 1-6. and six. A couple of bright spots, though, in that game for the Spartans. Zaid Walker, he had two hits. He went two for four. Bryce Kelly had a knock. Antonsik had a knock and an RBI. Zach Iverson also continued his hot hitting of late. He was two for three with an RBI in that game. On the mound for Michigan State, Mason Erla, six and a third innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs. A pretty nice start. Colton Panaranto went the rest of the way in that one for the Spartans, giving up one run in the game for them. Really, this is a game, in my opinion, where we saw another productive start from Mason Erla, but the bats couldn't pick him up. I mean, 
All they needed was one run to beat him on that uh, suicide squeeze on against Indiana State the last time he ran out there. But today, or excuse me, Friday, another pretty good outing, but they couldn't get the bats out. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was a rough one. Um, he got he got tagged early, uh, and then got tagged again in the fourth. It, it's hard to battle back from being behind, and it it really sucks as a pitcher when your bats aren't able to you know come and pick you up a little bit. But uh, that's, I think, the story of uh, pretty much all the games this weekend. Um, Michigan State just got behind early, and they, they just couldn't battle back. Maybe that's, uh, that's, at this point, I think it has a lot to do with just the mental mindset a lot of these guys. Um, they are a, a fairly young team, but there are the veteran leaders on this team that really need to step up and, and get hits when, uh, when the uh, backs are up against the wall. Who who could a couple of those veteran hitters be that you really kind of single in to guys that really need to pick it up in games like this when they get a nice start? Uh, Marty Bikina. Bikina. Yeah, Bikina was 0 for 4 in this game. Antonsic, he's another veteran guy. He only had a hit in this game. Shimaleski, too, the captain, he was 0 for 3. I, I found an interesting stat after this game. Mason Erla, of course, the 1 and 6 record on the year, having a pretty nice year. It's kind of been a tale of two seasons for him. He's bounced back well in the second half of this season, but he's only, he's gotten just over two runs of support per contest average Ouch. per game this year. That's that's bad. That's pretty rough. It's I have another stat for you during this next game that we look at that's even worse, but I nevertheless, like you they you got to get some runs for your ace. I mean, a 1 and 6 record. How much of this can fall on Mason Early? He's throwing the ball well of late. Yeah. And I, mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's on him at all. Like you said, he's getting two runs a game. You can't ask your pitcher to go out and give one, like give up one or less runs every night. It's 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 rough. I mean, obviously he had the nine scoreless against Indiana State. That's not going to happen every night. And they were they managed to push one across again, not against that Indiana State starter. But still, I kind of think back to the old Detroit Tigers days when they had like Max Scherzer and and Justin Verlander used to get boatloads of run support and and rack up lots of wins. They need it. The to- those old Tigers team, they need to do a little sharing with this Spartans team. Well, let's not completely get Erla off the hook here. I mean, he hasn't been phenomenal this season. He has an ERA of 4.98. Uh, his last two starts have been, I mean, pretty good. Uh, you know, only three runs his last start, no runs the start before. But, I mean, he... It, the ace of the staff really hasn't been the ace the entire year. He's he's been tagged quite a bit, and it's it falls on everybody. It's a team game, but uh, it uh, Erla struggled a little bit, and he wasn't as he wasn't as sharp as I think uh, an ace typically should be. It's also disappointing considering the fact that last year he had an ERA of about three seven pitched a lot of innings for this team. So in terms of a, a, a total all-around year in the in the 2019 season, it's been a, a disappointing year for him in terms of stats. Even though he has been able to turn it around, he's a guy I like, a big a big power arm, a, you know, a tall right-hander. You know, of course, you guys know I love those good starting pitchers that toss great games and win two-to-one games and one-to-nothing games. But the Spartans were not able to push up, push off and wow I'm having a hard time today the Spartans were not able to push across enough runs in this game there we go to earn the win for Mason Erla but I guess one positive Colton Panaranto the freshman 
was decent out of the bullpen for the Spartans in this game. That bullpen, it's still been, it's as we continue to move along here, it's still a bright spot through this game. Panaranto doesn't really profile as a freshman if you were to look at his stat line. No. And uh, yeah, like you said, this, uh, this, this bullpen has done a lot of things right. Like as of late in the games I've watched, they have like shown themselves to be a reliant, like a reliable place to go get a pitcher. Wrapping up this game, Michigan State dropping to eight and twenty-three, zero and six in the Big Ten Conference after this loss. They would come right back for an afternoon game the Saturday after that. They would lose again to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. This time six to three. Rutgers pounded out ten hits in the win. Michigan State three runs on twelve hits. One of you, I know, pointed that out when we were getting ready for this uh, this fifth episode of the warning track. That's kind of a disappointing stat. Yeah, usually if you get twelve hits, you got you usually you do a little better than that. Mitchell Taransky, he took the loss for the Spartans, falling to zero and seven on the season. Looking up and down that lineup, Bryce Kelly in the leadoff spot, four for five with the runs scored. Marty Bikina, he was two for five as well. Zach Iverson, another good night for him. He was two for three. Marty Bikina, though, he had two errors in this game. And then on the mound, Mitchell Taransky, another pretty good start. Only gave up two earned runs, six total, but only two of them were earned. Gave up nine hits over seven innings. Evan Floor would come in, pitch one scoreless inning for the Spartans. But you kind of look at that stat line for Mitchell Taransky. How often do you see six runs, two of them earned? Well, I think you look at that and you just see the errors by Bikina and how that was an absolute killer. Um, just, man, sit five runs here in the first inning. It's kind of hard. It, to, it's, we it's, talk a lot about digging out of holes. That's a that's, pretty that's rough a one. That's a tough hole. And that's that's a hole that's not strictly on, on the uh, on the pitcher either. Not Tyransky only two earned runs, which is great. Ten strikeouts yeah. in that game. Um, he, he was not bad. Um, it was uh, the defense really let him down. And... Just across the board, again, just digging out of these ruts is is going to be killer. That's a big reason why this team only has nine wins now. There's only so many holes you can dig out of in a season. And so far, I mean, we still have over a month of play left this year, and they've already dug out of a number of holes. If you were to put a limit on how many games you can come, you'd be forced to come back in, there's no way that's in double digits. And we've probably already eclipsed double digits this year. But really, Taransky, like we mentioned, 10 strikeouts, 7 innings pitched. He's had 7 innings pitched in both of his last two starts, falling to 0-7, though. The other stat I mentioned briefly during our last game recap, Taransky, he gets, on average, he's started some games, he's come in as a reliever and others. On average, he gets, I believe, 1.75 runs of support in his 5 starts this year. I mean, it, it just shows how inconsistent the offense has been. I mean, yeah. you look at last week, the offense was not great, but serviceable. And it, it, it really sucks that uh, a, another quality start is just ruined by an inability to hit with guys on base. It's I'm, I'm looking down the box score, seeing how many guys, these how many? 12. 12, 12 runners. Left on base. 12 Ooh. runners left on base. I wonder... We don't have the advanced numbers. I'm trying to wonder how many of those were left in scoring position. I don't think that shows up on our normal box here on the website, but I'm sure there were a number of them 
considering 12 runners left mm -hmm. on base. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the story kind of tells itself in this game. Another half-decent start, but we've seen this year many times this Spartan team struggle to field the baseball, make the routine play, and squandering opportunities on the bases. It's kind of a losing combination. If you know, you talk about a winning combination, it's a losing combination. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, Michigan State right now only has one guy hitting above 300, and then the, the next highest batting average is 266. That just shows that maybe these guys just can't hit this kind of pitching. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe. I mean, a lot of these guys are veteran guys that have had better seasons than this in the past, but... Man, it is just brutal when Bryce Kelly is your best batter and he's your leadoff hitter and then you can't score him. I mean, he has – how many runs scored does he have? I'm trying to find it here. Um, he has 12 runs scored on the season. For a leadoff hitter? No, 11, sorry. Oh, 11. even 11. worse. 11 runs scored hitter. for a leadoff hitter. A leadoff wow. hitter hitting 305 with an on-base percentage of 353 has 11 runs scored through – over 30 games. That's horrible. brutal. That, that it, is brutal. You can't, yeah. like, you There's can't no other way to put that. it. There's no other way to put it. I mean, that's just he is your absolutely terrible. He has to get frustrated all the time. Oh, I can yeah. only imagine. I, he's got 14 stolen bases. He's getting himself into scoring position, and they can't bring him home. He's, he's been, he is your prototypical leadoff guy. He's done everything this team oh, yeah. could have asked for yeah. at the top of that lineup. He's been They're all Big doing Ten him any before. He, he, I'm pretty sure he won like all Big Ten freshmen or something like that. This he's, guy is a legitimately he's been very, good player. Very consistent throughout his career. And, his and it is it, through thirty-three games, he has eleven runs scored while he's hitting three hundred at the leadoff spot. I don't, I don't understand it. That's that's an awful. outlandish stat. Interesting. Very, very, very bright. Pointing at the old noggin to pull that stat up. Really revealing stat there for this Michigan State offense. But in, in the game that we're talking about, yeah, on the thirteenth. Saturday. Yep, the Saturday. The Bryce Kelly, four for five, one run scored. Hmm. That's unbelievable. Five at bats. Wow. Four knocks, one runs. I wonder who singled him in. Let's say RBIs in this was game. Probably, yeah. He, who's been pretty good this year? Oh, he, he's been a very good guy that they just bring in off the bench. Zaid Walker had an RBI in this game as well. He only had one hit and five at bats. This this podcast though, last week we were all in good moods and we were high on this baseball team and it was a fun podcast. It was titled "Winning Ways" and and we were excited about the future, and the tone has quickly changed. I mean, if this you week. if you move on to the next game here against uh, against Rutgers on Sunday, they lost eight to nothing. Yes, uh, and they only had one hit. One hit. They had more errors than hits in this game. Yeah. Two errors. One hit. Granted, it was probably the worst start they've gotten in over two weeks by Sleeman, and that was who, a little surprising. Who delivered we, a nice one against? We Indiana really, State. we were really high on Sleeman last week. He just had a real stinker on on Sunday, and maybe that was just a, a mental thing of you going into this game. You've already you're, you're down two games to a team that really they should have at least taken two or three with Rutgers. Rutgers is lower tier, firmly supplanted in the lower tier of Big Ten teams. They're, Grant, they're not some power. Granted, Rutgers is five and four in the Big Ten, so they, they, they have won games, uh, something Michigan State has not done in the Big Ten so True. far. But, um, man, that is just, they're not going to, these are the games that you can win. 
correct. You know, there are going to be games where it's going to be really tough to to steal a win, to, mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff. These are the games you got to have. And they really, really blew a great opportunity this past weekend uh, against Rutgers. And I don't really know if there's too m- too many good things we can say. I mean, I mean this might have been the last opportunity for this team to really try to turn it around this year. I mean, there's we're I wouldn't say we're running out of games, but we're starting to get there. We we are I mean, we are in the latter part of the season. You're 33 games through the season and you're still don't even have 10 wins. May 22nd could be their last game of the season. That's nearly a month away. This could have been the last maybe, opportunity. Maybe these guys want to get home early. I don't know. Maybe maybe Hot they're takes. sitting there. They're sitting there like, man, I'm playing summer ball and you know Florida Kentucky or Florida. It's raining or, here. Yeah, I'm playing summer ball in Arizona. I'm going home or I'm going somewhere else. I'm gonna have a good summer. Maybe that's just where their mindset is because I can't blame. I can't, one hit <laughs> against Rutgers. One hit. It, it's it's inexcusable. I can't blame them for thinking about the weather, but nevertheless, it, it's kind of interesting where their heads are at this point in the season. But some more revealing stats in this game. Rutgers had eight runs on 10 hits. Eight runs on 10 hits. That's a little unorthodox. Once again, like I mentioned, Michigan two State errors, also, one hit. Michigan State also gave a lot of free passes. Sleeman and Olsen both only pitched in two innings and had three, three walks. Yeah. Um, eight walks total in the game. This team has struggled with walks. The yes. bullpen's been effective recently, the, but the walks I, I, have been a problem the, for the pen. <laughs> You know, you look at guys like Panaranto, Heikinen, and, and, and Diaz, and those guys have been locked down. Yeah. They've been great. Um, even they... even a guy like, um, excuse me, I'm losing my mind here, another late inning. Floor didn't even pitch in this game. He's yeah. been great. Yeah. I mean, they, they uh, back end of the bullpen, it, it's, it's, a, it's a shame that this team doesn't have really any consistent starting pitching or, or bats because – the back end of the bullpen, probably the hardest part of an of a baseball team to organize, is something they have locked down right now. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. Caleb Sleeman reminds me reminds me of uh, the Kansas City Royals from the early two thousand tens. They had no offense and no starting pitching, but they had guys comparison. like Greg Holland, Wade uh, Wade Davis, and uh, Calvin Herrera, who were completely locked. You couldn't get a hit past the seventh inning. Yeah, they yeah. could they could bring in like four or five guys that would lock you down. I mean, that, look, look at look at what Michigan State did in their last three innings. They gave up one hit. Yeah, no, no, no sorry, three hits. Sorry, Panaranto, one, one run. Panaranto didn't give up a run in that game. Hakenin gave up, didn't give up a run in that game. Indigo Diaz, he pitched an inning, didn't give up a run. I mean, Caleb... after after the quote unquote starters, because yeah. there were there were two guys that they wanted to go long in this game with Olsen and Sleeman, they gave up three hits. Maybe maybe they should implement a, a Tampa Bay Rays strategy. Yeah, where they just throw the out the relievers. Yeah, and open throw out the opener. Yeah, it's worked for the Rays. They're on fire this year. I mean, Sleeman he he's been locked down as, as a reliever so far this year. Speaking so. of uh, Major League Baseball, I just got an alert: Kristen Stewart to the ten day DL. What is his uh, diagnosis? Is it the is it a spasm or are they quad, quad. strain? Mm. Nothing. Quad. Uh-huh. It just says quad. Another doesn't, another blow to the Tigers. Sad really, times in baseball. Doesn't really matter too much now. Sad I, times I, in I baseball compared, for I our compared teams. Michigan State to to the Tigers, and you know what? It went downhill from there. Maybe I should stop making these comparisons. Putting the capper on this weekend series, Michigan State in the end falling to eight and twenty five on the season, winless in the Big Ten at zero and eight. We all predicted this not to happen. 
I, who I, I'm usually not optimistic, I picked a series victory. I can't remember. You, you, did you guys both pick series victories as well? I said sweep. Wow. We were, we came into this game with, with high expectations and it's disappointing. Right? It, There's no other way to put it. It's disappointing. It, it was, it was a, an opportunity thrown to the wayside by this team. Maybe the last opportunity. It, I guess that is still yet to be seen. The Alba home series against Indiana, which we'll get into later. But Michigan State was able to rebound yesterday against Eastern Michigan, a bit an Eastern Michigan team that is eight and twenty-eight on the season in the MAC. Michigan State improving to nine and twenty-six with a five-three win yesterday. The Spartans pounded out eight hits. Jesse Hakenen four scoreless innings in relief, picking up the win to improve to one and two. Indigo Diaz recording his fourth save of the season. Looking down this Spartan lineup, two RBI apiece for Royce Ando and Zaid Walker. Adam Proctor also had an RBI in the bottom of the seventh inning, a little insurance run there for the Spartans. Really, only one guy had double-digit hits, and that was Zach Iverson again. I'll tell two you, for I'll, four. I'll, he's on, he's I'll turning tell you it what, on. Zach Iverson a few weeks ago when we were at that Western game had a, had a batting average, and you know, it, was, it went below 100 yep. for, for a brief moment. He's, he's up to, I think, 197 now. So he's, he's been essentially, along with Kelly, the, the lone bright spot here recently. That, and, that clash at Comerica game has, has been the spark plug for him. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Caleb Sleeman got the start for the Spartans in this game as the opener. Per se, he went two innings, didn't give up a run. Then the rain delay happened. Well, Jesse Hakenen came on before the rain delay, and he came on after. Four scoreless innings for him. Sam Ben Scooter, he struggled, gave up three. He has he's been relatively ineffective for most of this year. But then Evan Floor picked up the slack, two scoreless. Indigo Diaz slammed the door for the save. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I guess we'll kind of quickly wrap this game up in the grand scheme of things. It is a bounce back win after a sweep at Rutgers, but how much does this win really mean? I mean, non conference. I mean, it, it, honestly, honestly, it doesn't really matter too much. It's really, it's really just a record booster. Um, Eastern Michigan's not a good team either. They are two games worse in the loss column and one game worse in the win column. In the, and, and they play in, in a worse the conference. Too. They play. Yeah. They they have played much uh, worse competition. So. No, I mean, it's it's a win's a win. You're not going to apologize for a win, but at the same time, win number nine. You would have liked to see a win or two against a Big Ten team this weekend. Correct. I I 100% agree, Mr. Hattie. So far, the verdict from two of us a win. You know, following up that disappointing Rutgers series, still a little bit sour. Does this mean anything? Does this give any momentum? Uh, stop the bleeding. From the Rutgers. That's a good way to put it. I think that's the only optimistic view of this game we can really have. I mean, we kind of we we already kind of went down the scoring. It was really a bullpen day for the Spartans from the start. As we said, Caleb Sleeman was used as the opener. They did a nice job to get on the board early, score some runs in the bottom of the first inning, and hop out to a lead. But like we said, it does need to be put in perspective that this is a lower level MAC team. But nevertheless, it was a victory for the Spartans, and it will be a potential useful victory as they head into this weekend upcoming at home against the Indiana Hoosiers. The Hoosiers are coming in for a three-game series at McLean Stadium at Coves Field. It's a formidable Hoosiers team. They are 25-12 and overall, 7-2 and in conference, 16-3 and at home, but they are currently riding an eight-game winning streak. This is a strong opponent. Michigan State's going to need to show up in this game, or in this series, really, 
it, it's this is going to be another challenge for them. This is a good Indiana team. I was just looking up and down their schedule. They're strong. Oh, they're most certain. They're one of the strongest teams in the Big Ten. Um, I'm, I believe it was probably Kyle's team, right? Mm-hmm. That, yep. For, to to throw back 10. to the predictions. Um, I mean, man, it's going to be tough for Michigan State to take a game here. Um, but, I mean, I think they can. I think they can take a game um, because they are at home. They have the home field advantage. And maybe, you know, maybe the Rutgers game woke them up a little bit. Woke them up, woke up that clubhouse a little bit to, hey. You, you just say, we, hey, you know this what? This is the Big you, Ten. You can't coast. Yeah. There, there's no such thing as, uh, you know, an easy game in the Big Ten. You get one hit by Rutgers. Going out there and taking a game from Indiana would be huge. Mr. McRae has the Spartans winning one game, the Hoosiers two. Mr. Kyle Hattie, what say you for this weekend series against Indiana? I'm going to piggyback. I think they take the middle game. I think they take the middle game. Unfortunately, I will not be as optimistic. I say the Hoosiers sweep, but historically, when I am not optimistic, this team performs better. So when we're back here next week, we're going to have to see that. It'll be a quick turnaround for the Spartans right after that. Two non-conference game on two non-conference games on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week against the Oakland Golden Grizzlies on Tuesday and the Toledo Rockets on Wednesday. Toledo, a pretty quality MAC school. Real quick, predictions for these two games as we have five games before the next podcast. 2-0. 2-0. 2 I like it. Nice rapid-fire predictions. Mr. McRae, your predictions. Uh, I, I think they will beat Oakland. Oakland's pitching has really struggled. Against Central Michigan, they gave up 24 runs. Um, they Ouch. They don't really it's a football appear, score. Yeah, it was 24-10 to 10 was the final. That, that is was, a football it, score. It looked, it looked very, very similar to a result you're likely to see in September. But um, football. if they can get that many boy. points, um, but I, I think they can beat Oakland. Toledo might actually be a little bit tough, a little, little bit tough. They're a pretty Just quality because, Mac opponent. I mean, they're quality. They don't really have a ton of wins against good teams. I, I guess I'll go two and zero as well. Uh, Very I, nice. They, they should beat. They should beat both of these teams, but they should have taken some games from Rutgers too. So I agree. we'll see. I am not as optimistic as as you gentlemen. I'm going to go with a split. I say they get the Grizzlies, lose to the Rockets, but a, a pretty a rapid fire show here. Five games we covered, or excuse me, four games we covered. Five games in the future, really rolling along here as the schedule moves along. How'd the podcast go today, gentlemen? We were kind of thrown in here in a in a delayed podcast. School like, constraints. Yeah, a lot like the weather, a little gloomy today. But, a little uh, gloomy. You know Not hey. as happy as last week's podcast. There's there's room for improvement. Always for sure. always try to be positive. We'll see. Big week. Big really week. big week, and it'll be a big podcast next big, week. Big big momentum change here. It could, another opportunity, potentially. Weekend home series against a quality opponent in the Indiana Hoosiers. Thank you once again for listening to the Warning Track Podcast, the one and only podcast covering Michigan State Baseball exclusively brought to you by WDBM Sports and Impact 89FM, Michigan State's student radio station. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. You have been listening to Warning Track, a production of Impact 89FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports.